Good morning everybody, uh, welcome to another of our Sunday worship videos from St John's Locks Heath. I'm Gavin, I'm the vicar here. Uh, thank you so much if you've um, sent us a message of encouragement over the last few weeks uh, saying that you've been finding these videos helpful, that they're helping you to connect with the St John's community and most importantly to connect with God. Uh, we're so pleased that people are finding these helpful. Uh, we're so pleased to receive that encouragement, so thank you so much. We've got two exciting things to tell you about right at the beginning of our video today. Um, the first is this new phone number 01489 uh, if you dial that number, then you'll be able to listen to today's reading and talk. And we'll be updating that every week. So every week you'll be able to listen uh, to the reading and the talk uh, from these videos. Uh, we know that if you're watching this video, that's probably not for you, but you may know somebody who just can't cope with computers, who hasn't got internet at home. Uh, this is a really easy way for them to stay connected. So please do pass that number around. It's just the cost of a normal local call. And we know for lots of people, if you've got an inclusive phone package, that means it's a free call. So we think this is a great resource. Please do make people aware of it. The second exciting thing to tell you about is this new international initiative called Unite 714. Uh, it's uh, a movement aiming to uh, really mobilise the Christian community, praying for this international crisis. And it's a really simple idea uh, that you just set an alarm on your watch or on your phone to go off twice a day at 7.14am and 7.14pm to remind you to pray for the current crisis. Uh, we're going to be doing a bit of that later on uh, in our prayer time. Uh, but you can uh, find out more about Unite 714 in the description below this video in our weekly email. And also right at the end of this video, there's going to be a link to watch a little promotional video that they've made. Now, talking about information uh, in the description box below, uh, we've heard that a few people have really struggled to find uh, the description box. So we've made this really simple little video uh, to help you to find it. Here it comes. Here's the video you want to watch, but where's this extra information? Scroll down. Here's the description box. Look for Show More towards the bottom. Click on that. And here's lots more information for you. Now you can click on any of those blue links to go directly to that item. It's really similar on your mobile phone. Look below the video for a little arrow. There it is. Tap on that and all the extra information will appear. So that video is going to be available on our YouTube channel now. Uh, we hope you found it useful. And if there's anything else you're struggling with, uh, do just drop us an email. Uh, we'd love to help if we can uh, to make sure that everybody can get the most out of these resources. Now we're going to have a bit of time of sung worship now and uh, we're going to do it a bit differently this week. This video is going to be a bit longer than normal and we're actually going to have the music in the video, uh, not as a separate playlist. Uh, you'll know that right at the very beginning when we started making these videos, we uh, were keen that sung worship, that music uh, should be part of our worship together. And it hasn't always been easy to achieve that uh, for technological reasons, because of copyright reasons. Uh, we've always tried to offer something. But this week uh, we became aware that uh, the Northern Irish uh, worship band, uh, Rend Collective, were offering to provide material to local churches so that they could actually put it into their videos. Uh, you'll have heard of Rend Collective or at least some of their songs from songs like My Lighthouse and uh, Build Your Kingdom Here. Uh, their music isn't like our 9.15 service and it's not like our 10.45 service either. It's a completely unique style that is uh, all their own uh, and uh, really quite Northern Irish as well. 
but we thought this was a fabulous opportunity uh, to join in with some really top quality worship, to join in with something that's going on around our country uh, today as people are using these songs, this video, uh, to worship together. It's a chance to identify uh, with the church. Uh, so uh, it may not be entirely to your taste today, but use this opportunity uh, to uh, sing these songs, to open your heart and your mind to God, to worship uh, with other people from St John's and other people from the church around the world. Let's pray as we move into this time of singing. Heavenly Father, just thank you for this resource from Wren Collective. Uh, thank you uh, for their prayerfulness, for their holiness, for their prophetic words in their songs, for the talents and the skills you've given them to lead us. And uh, we pray now that uh, as they lead us in singing, it will be more than singing. It will be unleashing our spirits to connect with you. We pray that you will send your Holy Spirit. Help us to know your presence, to know your awesomeness, to sing of your goodness, to rely on your faithfulness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hello church. We count it a great privilege to be with you, to worship with you um, and your church. I'm just going to read from John chapter 4, um, 23. Jesus said, but the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth for their Father is seeking such people to worship him. You know, it came after just a moment when the Samaritan woman said, but don't you Jews say you're meant to worship in the temple? Jesus was saying, it doesn't matter where you worship from, it matters about the state of your heart. That's where worship comes from. That's what the Father's looking for. So today, whether you're in a living room, whether you're outside, no matter where you are, we just love the fact that we can worship together. We don't need to be in a church building. We are the church. So let's just choose to worship God despite our circumstances. You know, Jesus didn't say to worship in feelings and circumstance, but he said in spirit and in truth. So let's sing together. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness, I will follow you home. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, I will trust the promise, you will carry me safe to shore. Doubts. In my failures, you won't walk out. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Oh, oh, you are the peace in my troubled sea. In the silence, in the silence, you won't let go. In the questions, your truth will lead me through you are the peace in my troubled sea oh, oh you are the peace in my troubled sea sing his faithfulness my lighthouse my lighthouse shining in the darkness 
socially distant right now so we can't do things uh, exactly the way that we would if we were there with you in person that doesn't mean we're not going to make a wee effort here to have a little bit of Irish shin diggery that's a real word look that up why don't you get your arm around whoever you've got near you right now whoever your lockdown partners are why don't you just uh, get your arm around them give them a wee snuggle and uh, let's celebrate the kingdom of God together We're still doing this thing, even in the middle of this weird moment. We're still building the kingdom of God. We believe he still has plans for us to prosper us, not to harm us. That's worth celebrating. Build your kingdom here. Let the darkness fear. Show your mighty head. Heal our streets and our might have worked out by now we're big believers in joy we believe in the truth of scripture we believe that the joy of the lord is our strength let's lift up that truth over our circumstances right now let's sing it out come on though the tears may fall my song will rise my song will rise to you Though my heart may fail, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. While there's breath in my lungs, I will praise you, Lord. In the dead of night, I'll lift my eyes, I'll lift my eyes to you. 
Though the waters rise, I'll lift my eyes, I'll lift my eyes to you. While there's hope in this heart, I will praise you, Lord. Oh, we're singing for joy, come on. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In the Let faith arise to you Though I cannot feel your hand in mine Let faith arise to you God of mercy and love I will praise you, Lord We worship you I shine with glory, Lord of life Feel alive with you In your presence now I come alive Again alive with you singing that in confidence, the kind of confidence that we have whenever we sing straight from your word, knowing that it never returns void, that there's always power in the words of scripture. We just recognize that this verse, the joy of the Lord is our strength, is so much more than self-help or anything like that. This isn't just a positive mindset. 
that this is supernatural power spoken in your word, anchored for all eternity. When the enemy says I'm done, I'll lift my praises. When my world comes crashing down, I'll lift my praises high. Till the darkness turns to dawn, I'll lift my praises. I choose to worship. I choose you now. Yeah, when the enemy says I'm done, I lift my praises. When my world comes crashing down, I lift my praises high. Till the darkness turns to dawn, I lift my praises. I choose to worship. I choose you now. Let's choose in church. I choose to worship, I choose to bow. Though there's pain in the offering, I lay it down. Here in the conflict, when doubt surrounds. Though my soul is unraveling, I choose you now. I will praise you through the fire, through the storm and through the flood. There is nothing that could ever steal my soul. In the valley, you are worthy. You are good when life is not. You will always and forever be my soul. I build my altar right here and now. And in the midst of the darkest night, it won't burn out. For you are perfect, no matter what. In the joy of the suffering, I sing it loud. I will praise you through the fire, through the storm and through the flood. There is nothing that could ever steal my soul. In the valley, you are worthy. You are good when life is not. You will always and forever be my soul. Let's choose it right here and right now when the enemy says we're done when our world comes crashing down we've still got a song to sing in every season and circumstance we have a song to sing we won't let the enemy steal it we won't let our circumstances steal it he is still good when life is not that's our proclamation that's our declaration wherever we are let's declare it together that we choose to worship right here and right now down, I lift my 
The reading today is taken from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 19 to 25. For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and the overseer of your souls. Well, good morning. My name's Mike and I'm one of the leaders of St John Salt's Heath, uh, the curate here in fact. And I want to begin this morning just quickly before I dive right into the actual passage we've just heard read to remind you that this is the third in our um, series on 1 Peter so far. And there's a really important bit of context um, to the sort of backdrop of the story, uh, what's happening in the church when Peter is writing this letter that's really helpful just to hold in the back of our mind and remember as we're as we're listening this morning. And that is that the Christian church is really being persecuted. It's being mistreated at this time. Many people are being martyred or beaten for their faith. And so Peter writes this letter to a whole broad spectrum of churches. And um, this helps us to realise why there is so much content regarding suffering in this book. One Peter, I've heard it described as the Job of the New Testament. And if you really want to begin to answer the question of what to do with the problem of suffering, this book is certainly a good place to begin. And since our passage today majors on a theme of suffering, then it's worth having this in the background um, as I speak from this bit of One Peter. So our passage this morning begins by talking about unjust and just suffering. So we entered this morning in the middle of a section about sort of submission to rulers and authorities and how slaves should submit to their masters, even if those masters are sort of dodgy, bad people. Um, and all this stuff about beatings is, is then held in that context. So if you're a slave who's up to no good and you get punished by your master, then, well, this is justified, says Peter. Now, I don't think we should necessarily read this as justification for corporal punishment or indeed even slavery. But Peter is setting us up here to think about unjust punishment and how we should deal with this. What do we do if our master beats us because we worship Jesus? How should we treat that? What do we do today if we are going through um, unjust difficulties in our lives? How should we treat that and how should we feel towards it? So Peter invites us then at the heart of this passage to consider suffering in relation to Jesus. Jesus suffered and died at the hands of authorities, even though he was innocent. And so in verse 22 and 23, we read. He committed no sin. And no deceit was found in his mouth when they hurled their insults at him. 
He did not retaliate. He suffered. He made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. The theme of suffering for doing good comes up again and again in 1 Peter. And Peter urges us to follow Christ's example here and bear up under suffering. You know, we need to go back to uh, Gavin Foster Bible School 101. Those of you who've been coming to St. John's for a while will have heard him said this before, that, you know, if Jesus did it, then so should we. Jesus suffered and he bared up under his suffering without retaliation or complaint. And perhaps there's a lesson for us in this. And there's obvious connections here with our current challenging times, which I don't think I need to spell out too loudly this morning. Jesus submitted himself to the authorities in this way, knowing that it was God's plan to enable us to die to sin ourselves and live for righteousness. That's what it says in verse 24. And so this really is the heart of the gospel message, the good news the message that we, the church, are guardians of. Jesus Christ died to wipe out our sin. Now, sin is sometimes a bit of a tricky concept to understand. I recently heard it described really helpfully um, as being a little bit like the Chernobyl disaster. So that explosion 30 plus years ago in what is now a part of modern day Ukraine has left an enormous contamination zone on the earth. And even today, normal, healthy people that try to live there become sick. They're infected by the food that they eat, the water that they drink. And it's not just the people. All of nature and wildlife is consumed by this decaying contaminating radiation and it's a slow death that is caused for these ecosystems for these people and these communities as their living tissues gradually break down and stop functioning and their organs fail sin is a little bit like this it also affects all of nature it um causes and brings a premature death that's not natural, not right. And yet, unlike Chernobyl, we can't escape from sin. It's everywhere on earth. It's corrupted the whole planet, all of our society, all of our relationships. And just like Chernobyl, we are heading, because of this, towards a premature death. Everything on this earth is corrupted and is causing us to rot and decay and die. And that is hugely tragic. And we all contribute to this. We're all a part of this building picture of the radiation of sin that, that in, encamped around our planet that just hovers and, and damages us. And yet God knew about this problem from the start, before the start, before he made the world. He knew we were going to mess it up. And he committed from the beginning to the cross, to rescuing us. It's like the first starting point in history. The cross is where it all begins. All of the Old Testament, the stuff that comes before in history, points us towards this pivotal moment in history of the cross when Jesus dies and then three days later is risen. 
And so this death that Jesus took on was our death, the decay from this radiation of sin. And what he gives us is his new life. And that's not just new life to come. It's new life today by his spirit for us in the here, in the now. We can receive it. We can have that new life today. You know, one Peter says that we were like sheep and had gone astray. But now we've returned to the overseer of our souls. There's a lot in one Peter about, you know, how to behave appropriately as a Christian. But we mustn't enter into this behaviour as a means to kind of correct the sin in our lives. God has won our lives back for us. We can't win it. We can't win his affection. We can do nothing to earn his love. It's unconditional. We can't do anything to clean up the mess of sinfulness that we've created for ourselves. Only Jesus can do this for us. So I want to encourage you to do something possibly a little bit controversial this morning in terms of how we try and live our lives doing good things. I just want to say to you, perhaps you need to just give up. Give up trying to be a good person for God in as much as you're trying to earn his love. Once we know that he loves us and we know that we are his, that he has won a victory for us, he's got it covered, then we can die to sin and we can live out of this security in righteousness. The security that he has paid the price, that he has won the victory and that we bring nothing. We do nothing. We offer nothing. We come to him humbly and throw ourselves at his feet. And it's through his mercy and his grace, through his humility and his bringing himself to the cross, that we have new life. And it's out of this place that we live for righteousness and die to sin. Does this mean that we get everything right all the time? No. And that's probably because we live in a time that's before the final fulfilment of everything that Christ has done comes about. But, you know, if we try to be good people in order to fix the issues in our lives, we aren't really being humble before God. And in fact, we're taking or we're trying to take um, God's sacrifice and make it kind of unnecessary. You know, we're trying to say, well, Jesus died on the cross, but actually, if I can make myself righteous, then we won't need that. So I'll say it again, give up, fall on God's mercy, then in the power of his spirit, live for righteousness with peace in your heart. What good news we carry as a people. He has done it for us. Now, for many of you this morning, this message is a helpful reminder to let go of the things that you are holding on to, the ways in which you are so desperate to better yourselves before God, perhaps to be better at reading the Bible or better at praying. Perhaps it's something around sin in your life that you feel guilty of. Let go of it. Can I encourage you, if that's you, to do two things, actually two things. First of all, as I've said already, give up. Let God do the heavy lifting. Learn to just be with him and gradually learn to partner with him and not do it yourself. And don't rush this. Especially all you activists out there, 
all you activists like me, I'm an activist. I just want to get my hands on stuff and do stuff and get on with it. And sometimes I need to remember to just be with God, to trust in his faithfulness and his grace and mercy in my life. And so, you know, try not to be active, try to be passive in this, to, as Gavin said last week, be still and know that he is the one who saves, he's the one who fights. Secondly, as you rediscover the joy of this saving grace this morning, as you sit in it, as you exist in it and think about it, as you reawaken yourself to the good news that we carry as a Christian people, go and share it with others. You know, in modern memory, I don't think there's ever been as good a time as this to share the good news. I'm not talking about cringy evangelism. I'm talking about telling people the difference that Jesus is making in your life at this time, just when you speak with them in normal conversation. Perhaps even just waiting until they ask and then giving them the reason for the hope that is in you. You know, invites to church at this time are a really good way to be doing that. It's so much easier to invite people to church right now in this digital space than it is in the physical building. Katie, my wife, has been sticking up her phone um, just on a tripod and pointing it at our TV and turning on her Facebook Live. And so every Sunday morning we're worshipping and we're listening to the sermon and so on and the prayers and people that are walking by digitally in other words they've got out their phone and they're flicking through their facebook and they see oh katie's live i'll watch and they're being invited that way into church can i encourage you to do something similar think about ways in which you can invite or bring your friends to this digital church which is so much safer and easier for them to access in a non-threatening way than the physical building maybe because of the geographical distance between you and them maybe just because it's quite a scary thing to walk through a door into a church but to turn on a youtube video that you can easily turn off that's that's no threat so please share this good news that lives in us with people by inviting them to church and just by telling them every day now, for a number of you out there, however, you are those visitors that have been invited. You might even be watching this right now through Katie's Facebook. And this is the first time you've really heard the Christian message put in this way. It's just sinking in for the first time. Maybe you're a regular St John's member and it's the first time that it's really actually soaking into your heart. Perhaps, perhaps you are one of those visitors. Well, look, I just want you to forget what you think you already know about church, the church perhaps of your upbringing, where you were led to believe perhaps that you needed to be guilty and that you needed to sort your life out and come with right behaviour. Well, look, take the words straight from the Bible. Actually, I'm going to modify them slightly. It says, he himself bore your sins on the cross that you might die to sin and live for righteousness. Come home to the overseer of your soul. So as you sit at home right now and you feel this stirring inside of you, you feel maybe God is moving or you feel your heart beating hard as I'm speaking. Perhaps just close your eyes and pray this prayer with me now, just offering yourself to God, to Jesus.
Jesus, I sense something stirring in my heart. I know I am trapped in sin and it is infecting me like radiation and making me sick. I can do nothing about it, but I want it gone. I surrender myself, my life, my sin, everything to you. Fix me. Help me live for righteousness instead. Show me how. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer at home, watching this now, and you know something is going on for you, that God is speaking or moving, we would love for you to get in touch with us, to help us point you in the right direction, to help us lead you in these first stages of a, a journey of faith. And you can do this by emailing us um, or phoning us. Um, Gavin will either put some details at the bottom of the screen now, or he might put them in the description at the bottom of the video, or in some way, um, we'll share that information with you. But send me an email, send the church an email, ring the church office. We would love to hear from you. So folks, hold up at home while the pressure is on. Have a blessed and restful week living from his grace. Goodbye. Thanks, Mike. Uh, and as Mike said, uh, please do be in touch with us, especially if you've got big questions about life and meaning and purpose and you're just looking for a place to explore that a bit more. Uh, or maybe you're already intrigued by this Jesus and you've decided uh, you'd like to follow him and you wonder what that looks like. Or maybe even you've been following him for a while, but you want to go deeper, you want to know more, you want to be more committed and you're looking for some advice about how to go about doing that. Uh, do drop us an email, uh, give us a call, we'd love to talk to you. We're just going to finish our time together with some really uh, simple prayers. Um, I said right at the beginning um, that we want to get behind this international movement called Unite 714. Um, there's going to be some more information about it right at the end of this video. Uh, but the movement comes um, from 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. That's where the 714 comes from. And it says this, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Uh, so we just want those God's uh, people to claim that promise that he made to his people in the Old Testament, uh, to humble ourselves, to pray passionately and regularly and committedly uh, for the healing of our nations and um, for freedom um, from this current crisis. So I'd love you right now, if you can, to, to pull your mobile phone out and to set an alarm twice a day, 7.14 in the morning, uh, 7.14 in the evening, to remind you just to pause and to humble yourself before God and to pray for the healing of our land uh, and to pray that through this crisis, new people will find the life and hope and joy that comes from following Jesus. So you've got permission to get your phone out right now uh, and do that now. And then I'm just going to read us uh, in a really simple, the sort of prayer that we might pray uh, at 7.14 in the morning and 7.14 in the evening. I'm going to lead us in that right now. So shall we pray? Our loving Heavenly Father, you can see that your world is in pain you can see the fear and the suffering right now. And we want to call on you as your people who are seeking your name, 
who are claiming your promises, who are turning afresh to you to come and heal our land. And we bring to mind all the people so desperately affected by this crisis, by those who have lost somebody that they know, by those who are fearful for their own health. We think of those who are desperately lonely in their own homes. For those for whom their home is not a safe place. We're praying for people whose lives have been turned upside down by this, who are worried about their jobs and their futures. Heavenly Father, we are crying out to you and we pray that you will heal our land. And we'll finish by praying the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, a prayer for the coming of the kingdom of God, for his healing, for his restoring, for his will to be done. So shall we pray together? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Well, that's uh, the end of this video. If you're watching uh, live on Sunday morning for the 10 o'clock premiere, then in about 10 minutes time, we'll be uh, joining with one another on Zoom for our virtual coffee Zoom. Grab yourself a hot drink, uh, come and uh, join us. There's a, a link in the description below. You know how to find that now. Just click on it and you'll be able to join in with us. And don't forget as well, uh, Monday night at 7.30 for half an hour, we're gathering on Zoom. Uh, to pray as a church community uh, for our world, uh, for this crisis, for each other and for all sorts of other things as well. So 7.30 every Monday night. It'd be great to see you there. Uh, and finally, as this video comes to an end, you're going to find uh, two little uh, links that you can click. Hopefully this is actually going to work this time. Uh, on one side, it's going to be a link to that help a video that we had at the beginning about how to find information in the description box and on the other side a little video to tell you a bit more about Unite 714. Uh, so look after yourselves this week. Go with the blessing of God Almighty who loves us so much, who loves this world, who sent Jesus to redeem it, who fills us with his Holy Spirit that we may know his faithfulness and his love and his power. Go with the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen.